Talking Sex Live with Chet and Diane is recorded in front of a live audience. This show is for mature audiences only. Hello, you are Talking Sex Live with Chet and Diane. I am Chet Hart. I'm, I'm Diane Hart. And we are unlicensed sex therapists. We are a couple who has a lot of sex, and we like to share our knowledge with the world by people who call in and ask us questions. And we are streaming live right now to Caffeine, and also we are recording for YouTube and also other podcast hosting services. So we are joined by um, Dr. Bex, who has been out for a while. Uh, How are you doing today, Dr. Bex? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it has been a while. It's great that you were... uh, that you're on the show again. We've, we've missed you. Um, I remember last time you were on, you challenged us to have uh, no sex for, what, a week? A week. A week. We are happy to say we went five days. Is that okay? But I gave That's... him two handies. Two handies. Is that okay? I mean, how did you guys feel about that? Well, I mean... He gets irritable if he doesn't uh, Well, I'm, I'm not, like, mean. It's just, you know, it's just small things, like, can, can bother you. Uh that sort of situation but um i i don't know it's it's not like i was fine with it it was it took us a chance to like connect and to actually like you know just find other things to do other than having sex um Mm -hmm. i don't know what what would you what are your thoughts on that dr bex well i mean the the goal of this exercise was by no means to punish you Oh, or... Yes, it was. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that. It was to do what you just said. It's to connect. It's okay. for you to to do something besides sex and find a way of connecting, you know, with your clothes on. And yeah. Oh, yeah, hopefully yeah. it deepens your relationship. You might learn something new about each other. Um, and not always rely on sex for when you're, like, bored or want to connect. You can connect by talking or mm-hmm. watching something or eating or cooking together. Like, you could still do sexual things together that doesn't have to be sex in order to connect. Like intercourse? Uh, I mean, that's... So you're saying that you can do other things other than intercourse that's still sexual and connect through that? No, I, I meant more like eating food together mm. or feeding each other, uh. like... That 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 idea of sexual pleasure without oh. it being sex. Got it can it. still be se- dancing. Yeah, you know, yeah. dancing is super sexy. Standing up mm-hmm. yeah. with your clothes on. Got it, got it. Uh, well, you look great as always. Um, thanks again for being on. And just want to let everybody know that we have Wells back after being gone for the last show. Uh, how are you doing today, Wells? Whoa! Up, oh, Wells, did you're you, going naked, huh? Did you get blind? Uh, did you go blind? No. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Got my mojo back. What? Wait, back? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you it. had mojo to begin with. Uh, so. Well, I got a lot of mojo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Keeping out of all my pores right now. You You look great. Uh, what What happened to make this huge turn? I mean, I mean, definitely sexy. Uh, some Some Terminator like uh vibes there well i briefly had um a very willing and enthusiastic sexual partner oh wow so briefly so you don't have this sexual partner anymore no it ended kind of badly oh i'm sorry what Uh, happened i'm well uh one afternoon she booty called me to come over in the middle of the day oh wow and i told her I laid it out. I told her what time I was going to need to leave because I uh, had to go to work, had to produce something mm-hmm. that evening. And so we uh, had sex. And then two minutes before I had to go, uh, she brought up the what are we conversation. Oh, that conversation. Like, so yeah, that comes What up are eventually. you looking for? Yeah. And I didn't want to string her along. So I just told her, you know. I, I wish that we could have had a nuanced discussion about how I felt about her and and how I had felt about the past three weeks. But because I had to button up and leave there, uh, I had to just give the Cliff Notes version, which was that I, I uh, you know, if she was looking for a serious boyfriend or a husband, that wasn't me. Wow. And, stepping uh, up. Wow. 
yeah i laid it out and uh she seemed kind of shell-shocked i was i was a little surprised that she was shell-shocked the way that she brought it up was like she was like hey you know how the other day uh we were talking about how you're really emotionally unavailable and i was like yeah <laughs> wow what and she was like so what are you looking for on hinge and i was like oh no so anyway the next day she texted me telling me she was no longer interested in seeing all of this no, and, it's, uh, yeah, it's her loss it really is but uh yeah still got my mojo back well that's great i'm glad that you found it uh i'm glad that you have turned a corner and uh, hopefully your time with us has helped you out uh it's it's interesting when i've been in some of those situations where and i think diane has too where you tell your partner like look this is just physical and uh, like i'm not looking for anything emotionally Mm -hmm. connecting right now and then it, it doesn't matter how many times you say that i feel like eventually that someone's going to be like hey what's going on yeah. I, I have i have feelings for you and and it's, it's it just doesn't end well I, I haven't found any situations where it just i'm still friends with a few of my ex-female lovers yeah yeah and that's great because mm-hmm. she brings them over sometimes. i think that telling someone that you have feelings for them never has a happy ending Mm-mm. really Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, I mean, that's how I landed yeah. Diane. I don't. I mean, I guess it depends if you both but, have like, feelings for each other. One of you will die someday, and then the other will be left alone. Well, that's just life, you man. Know? That's just life. <laughs> Doctor Bex, exactly. what do you think about the situation? Well, first of all, I think it's great that you got your mojo back, and I think it's great that you were able to communicate that to this girl. Uh, I feel like she kind of put you in the corner where she knew you had to leave, and so she. Right? She dropped a bomb on you, which wasn't very fair because no matter what you would have said, you didn't have enough time to express what you were feeling. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you were able to say what you wanted and you didn't string her along. So I think that's great. And after three weeks, like that's a little soon to be talking. What are we? Unless you guys have had more of a relationship than just sex. Like if you had gone on dates and if you had like wooed her or like had that those late night conversations and all the texting all the time if you had more of an emotional relationship then i could understand why if she was like what are we but if it was just sex then it sounds like she might have thought more about what you guys were than what you did well dr bex that touches on something that i've been thinking about which is like i feel like most women get treated like shit by most of the men that they date so if you're just like a decent person that even that can send the wrong message because like one day she was injured she came over to my place i gave her ice to ice her injury gave her ibuprofen i cooked her a nice meal and i feel like even that just simply being a nice guy yeah the wrong impression i don't know well, the same thing goes for females. If if they're mm-hmm. if they're nice to guys, guys automatically think that they're into them. Uh, yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah. So, but sorry, Doctor Bex, what were you going to say? Well, no, I, I feel like if it's in your nature to be like that and act like that towards someone, then there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like she hurt herself, and you're like, "How do I get laid? Yes. Let me drive you broken." Like you generally well. cared about her feeling better. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, and and. And it can be like what Chet said, like girls do that too. You know, it's not about being the nice guy or a nice girl. We're just compassionate human beings, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of assholes out there and there are a lot of bitches out there that aren't compassionate. Mm -hmm. And so it is kind of a dilemma where if you are just compassionate, you are going to fall into a situation where maybe someone is going to have stronger feelings than you are, but that's just, I mean, you can't stop being a compassionate human being. Yeah. You got to keep being nice to people. You got to keep doing that because if it's, if it's in your nature, you can't stop. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a good conversation. Uh, do we have any callers coming in there? We have uh, a caller. We have Gene from Baltimore, Maryland, who is a parent, and he's not understanding all the uh, designations that people use to describe their gender and their sexuality. Oh, okay. Mm. So like he, she, them, they. Uh, hello, you're talking sex live with Chet and Diane. I am Chet. I'm Diane. And is this Gene? Yeah, yeah. Hello? hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, we can hear you great. Hello? Hello. You sound hello. like... Hi, 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 hi. Hello. Uh, yeah, Chet, Diane, I, I love, uh, you know, I love watching you, like tuning in. Mm-hmm. Gene, uh, I mean, 
Chet. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. you're kind of a hero of mine. You're nervous, That's you know. Great. I, Thank you. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I well, there's a, you know, I got I got I got this. Uh, I got I have a I have a daughter. I have a daughter, daughter, mm-hmm. daughter, daughter. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter who, uh, you know, when she was born, she's born uh, wrong gender apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you know, and we've we've had our problems, and we're trying to get through this, and. Uh, I'm trying to be understanding, and um, and so my daughter, uh, my daughter, uh, she she told me, you know, when when she realized that she was a she and not not a he, uh, she was she was a daughter, uh, and I, I, you know, I accepted that. I accepted that she was my daughter, mm-hmm. and I love her. I just I I gotta let you know, Chet and Diane, my. You know, my wife, Michelle, and I, we love her so much, and we don't want to get this wrong. We don't want to get this wrong, so we're Got trying it. really hard. Got it. And uh, so, you know, my daughter, you know, I, th- I thought maybe maybe she can still find uh, someone, and, and she'll be happy, and that's all we want. That's all we want for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought my daughter would be attracted to men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so last week... She was trying to explain to me that uh, that she's pansexual, mm-hmm. and I, that's that's not even a letter on on the on the scale. Well, pan just means that you you're, know you're, you're, you're attracted you're to everybody, attracted to anybody. Or it could anybody. be male, female, mm-hmm. or uh, non-binary uh, people who don't identify as any gender. Trans. There's people that don't identify as any gender. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's called non-binary. So. Uh, so I'm I'm cisgender. Uh, Diane's mm. also cisgender. Uh, your daughter mm. is transgender, meaning that there's a different sex yeah. living inside of uh, the diff- the opposite body. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand that part. Then there's I got people that. who have a male or female body, but they don't feel like they identify as either male nor female, and so. Uh, the non-binary individuals choose to use pronouns such as them and they instead of him or he or she or her. It's um, So if you're not used to it, it can be a little confusing to try to talk to someone who uses them or they. Uh, and also okay, okay. knowing somebody for a while who mm-hmm. you identified as a, a male and then... Um, she said that she was female. It's, it's difficult for someone to, to acknowledge, to switch your pronouns over, but it's, uh, it's not something to get angry about. It's just, if you're wrong about, if you make a mistake, just like, I'm learning, I'm sorry. And then just move on. It's the same person. It's always the same person. It, we, who we are, are always the same. Uh, it doesn't matter what our gender or our sexuality is it's we're we're all people here on this uh, great earth of us so um so specifically what what do you need us to help you with there my friend oh well i i just don't want to say anything or do anything wrong because mm-hmm. it's it's just so confusing to uh my wife and i mm-hmm. you know we i grew i grew up in a different time yeah. you know i uh mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to talk to my parents and I don't want that to happen with uh, me and my daughter, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I we're just trying to do it right. And uh, like I don't understand. Like I, so, um, so she's she's pansexual, but sometimes she, you know, in, in the matter of conversation, she'll say, you know, Dad, a, a queer person like myself. So now I don't understand: is she queer or is she pansexual? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, so wh- queer, what's the difference? Queer just means that you're. You may be your sexuality is just different. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, oh. uh, Doc, Doctor Bex, is that correct? Yeah, it, it just means that you're not heterosexual. Yeah. So I, I know that the LGBTQ plus uh, acronym keeps getting larger, but it's it's just trying to cover all bases for anyone who's not heterosexual, basically. So. Um, so okay. you so you're trying to understand like what pansexual is is that is that uh is that well not not just question? that i just like i said 
I, like I said, I just don't want to get things wrong when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm speaking with my daughter. Like so, so, so sometimes when I'm reading things, mm-hmm. you know, some things list the T in the LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. They list the T as transsexual, mm-hmm. but some other places, some other places listed as transgender. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's my understanding that they're interchangeable. I mean, am I getting that wrong? Is that right? Is well, it- it's more about. As time kind of goes on, there's we're trying to figure out what terms are the least uh, offensive. Um, before oh. even transsexual or transgendered came out, I mean, it was there was male and female imposter, which just sounds completely just it makes me cringe when I hear that word. But it, it pops up in legal documents sometime, and it's just like, whoa, god, that's awful. Like, I mean, to be called a male mm-hmm. imposter is just like it seems very demeaning. But as yeah. as time goes on, um, people we're trying to figure out what the best term that people want to be. I mean, I guess it's it's difficult. Nobody wants to be labeled as anything, and definitely people don't want to be labeled mm-hmm. negatively. And so it's just trying to find an opening, uh, in- inclusive, accepting type of set of terminology uh, that people are comfortable with. And so uh, there, it's no, we don't say um, sex change anymore. It's now uh, gender reassignment surgery. And it's, yeah, yeah it's, and it, there's also different levels of that. If, if, if your daughter wants to have um, the more t- basic term is top surgery where basically she gets uh, female implants uh, has she already started to, to go through uh hormone therapy has she had therapy with a counselor and whatnot uh, there's a lot of steps that uh, trans uh children uh go through yeah yeah we're i mean we're finding that out i mean she mm-hmm. she's she's a teenager so she's okay. not like i mean you know she she's uh she's growing up she's growing yeah. up you it's know. all right I have, we're, a, we're I have just a trying to feel our way through it. Yeah, I had a I have a good friend who who found out his daughter was uh, was trans when uh, she she was about five or six, and so I have a cousin who's trans. Yeah, and so some people fi- take a while to f- figure it out. Some people know their whole life and are scared to try and come out with this. It's everyone's has their own journey and their own thoughts mm-hmm. on it, and. Um, I mean, Dr. Bex, uh, do you have any input on this at all? Yeah. Jean, uh, what is your daughter's name? My daughter's name now is Cynthia. Okay. So Cynthia, I, Cynthia, Cynthia. Cynthia. So you know what? You don't need to worry about labels or if she's pan, if she's bi, if she's queer, if she's trans. Call her Cynthia. I think that's, that's the name that you should use to address her. And I think you're already taking the steps to uh, to be a good father because you have accepted her and, you know, you're trying to understand. And it's very confusing and it's completely understandable that you're confused and you're going to mess up. You're going to say the wrong thing. But it sounds like you have a good uh, relationship with your daughter and you're able to communicate that like, oops, you know, I messed up or I said the wrong pronoun or I'm still learning. And that's fine. And I would encourage you to keep learning. I would encourage you to Google things, to read articles, to watch movies about transgender and just get an idea. Because for as confused as you are, she is so confused also. And has spent so many years of her life being confused. And she's just now taking a step forward in, in like understanding who she is and becoming the woman that she was born as. So I think you're doing all the right things, and you should just call her Cynthia. Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. I, I appreciate it. I, but what I'm getting from, uh, from you and Chet and Diane is uh, that we're all, we're, these things might change. So, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, we're, all, we're all learning. We're all figuring it out. Yeah. And, and so, okay. So for now, I, I just go with the flow. That's right. Yeah, and if it helps, you know, think of it like your daughter, she's – she's not attracted to him or her. She's attracted to souls. You know, Mm -hmm. she doesn't see sexuality. She just sees a soul. And that's what she's attracted to, which like, we should all just be attracted to souls. Like what a better world we would live in if we just saw people's soul and fell in love with that. Mm -hmm. That's right. I hear you. I hear you. 
Well, th- thank you very much. Thank you very much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I know it's not about some of the fun stuff that you guys talk about, but uh, I, right. you, you're the only people I know that really talk about this stuff. Oh, yeah. We'll talk I, I don't about really everything. like to Google too much. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's some biased opinions out on the web, but it, there is some. Uh, it, it, there are support groups out there if you really do feel like you're uh, confused or if, if you just need some help. Uh, you can uh, you can see a counselor on your own, like Dr. Mm-hmm. Beck's, uh, that can guide you through these things. Um, I'm sure if if uh, Cynthia is going through hormone therapy or if she is going through uh, talk therapy, then she can, there's probably some resources at the doctor's office that goes there. There's a number of uh, hospitals and programs that have uh, this, the whole program in place for uh, teens and children who are, are transitioning. So uh, if you want to go ahead and check that out, wherever you're, she is going to see uh, her hormones therapist, specialist, or any other doctor, then they can help you out as well. So, okay, thanks a lot, guys. Bye bye. No problem, Gene. Have a good night. So, uh, Wells, you were a little quiet on that one. Do you have any thoughts at all, or? Um. Yeah, I didn't have too much to add. Yeah. Uh, did you know the Matrix is an allegory for being trans? I did not know that. I, I thought what? it was an yeah. allegory for uh, for Jesus. Uh, no, although Neo is a messianic figure of like, uh, taking the red pill is actually taking estrogen. Um, the reason that Agent Smith always emphasizes Mr. Anderson is because he's trying to like trap him into a male's world. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So I always emphasize that there's very, and there's a, you should look it up. There's various, uh little nuggets in there did the writers intend that or yeah the writers are both trans women so they were men when they wrote it oh, wow i did, I did not, not know that, that. awesome wow. i am gonna rewatch it <laughs> wow yeah interesting mm-hmm. um so that was that, that went a while that but that's very important and also it's pride month so it's a, yeah. it's a good good question to have during pride mm-hmm. month there mm-hmm. um so we got some emails from some uh, people who called in or, or people who watch our viewers. They, they, they wrote us emails, some questions uh, at talkingsexlive at gmail.com. If you have your own question, uh, then you can go ahead and uh, you can have you can go ahead and email us through that at that email address and we go ahead and answer that. But uh, I think we'll get to that after our next caller. Um, do we have anybody else calling in right now there, Wells? Yeah, we have a Tim, and he is scared to hook up post-pandemic. I guess we'll find out why. Oh, interesting. Uh, hello, you are talking sex live with Chet and Diane. I am Chet. I am Diane. And is this Tim? Hey, yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me oh, okay? Yes, I can hear you okay? Yeah, loud and clear. That's really nice. Yes. How are you doing tonight, Tim? I'm doing okay. Hey, is is that one guy like he looks like he's naked on there? Well, uh, oh, you're watching. Yeah, that's Wells. That's our producer. He found his mojo and uh he just decided to do the show without a shirt on. So, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it is very sexy Wells. Usually he's very timid and just kind of was from a very uh, religious, religious upbringing yeah he couldn't exactly uh express himself sexually and i guess we kind of broke his cherry is that right wells well i mean uh technically uh, a woman who descended from persian royalty popped my most recent cherry oh, but wow. i'm sure oh. it didn't help to work here well, that's all right oh i got my shirt on is that okay yeah that's, that's fine. fine that's good for you yeah. tim uh, you do what you want to do with whatever's comfortable. Uh, so you are scared of trying to date or to hook up now that the pandemic is winding down. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I've been like really like super good throughout all this. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I've been like uh, not going out and I like use the Postmates all the time Mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, being respectful, putting a mask on, like when I, 
when I like walk down to get my mail, mm-hmm. just all sorts of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do. And now like we can go out in the world, but, but I, uh, I find myself, it's like the prospect of like actually having any sort of, you know, intimate contact with somebody else is like, Whoa, you know, what if they have COVID, you know? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. what if I get COVID? Are and you... then I start I start thinking about all the other diseases you can get. And oh, it's like yeah. weirded me out. And then mm. uh, well, there's other stuff, but uh but that's kind of where I'm at. So it's like, is that normal? Is that not normal? Oh, How's yeah. this gonna work? I of don't course. know. Uh, are you are you vaccinated? I guess that's step one to kind I'm of... fully vaxxed. Oh, okay. I'm, so I'm, I'm like okay. Yeah, you shouldn't really worry much mm-hmm. if you're fully well, vaccinated. Well, you know, there's there's that chance, you know. You read about like there was some guy I read and like mm-hmm. he was vaccinated and he still died. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not 100% accurate. It's there's mm-hmm. always going to be variants in different situations where the vaccine doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just it's the same thing of like, oh, if I walk down the street, I still have a chance of getting hit by a bus or a car, you know. Oh, crap. I didn't even thought oh, about God, that. God, no, I'm oh, going to scare you from walking oh, down. Oh, wait, I could get hit by a bus yes. when I'm going to, like, uh, to, to a date or something, That's right. you know. But, like, you can't you can't live your life in fear. You, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, carpe diem. You got to seize the There's day. There's a really good book out. It's an older book. Fear the, uh, Fill the Fear and Do It Anyway. Yeah, who's that by there, Diane? I want to say Susan. Her first name's Susan. I can't remember her last name, though. Messing? Susan Lucci? I don't think it's Lucci. Because she would, like, know about that. Yeah, Wells has it. What what was that, Wells? Susan Jeffers. Jeffers, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of scary. And plus, you know, like... Okay, I haven't been like the best about exercising during the pandemic either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like all of us, I've been, you know, there's, uh, I got all this food stocked up in case something happens and uh, then I eat it. So, like, you know, that's another kind of aspect of this too. It's like I'm not at my best, you know? Yeah, well, and... I feel like, you know what, everyone is in your situation right now. I, there's some people who have been working out, but the majority of people haven't been upkeeping their body. Their but your producer, hygiene. obviously, he must be if he's got like a shirt off. Yeah, or well, a, Wells, you know, he's he's been out. working out quite a bit. So and he's he's been coaching himself through some, uh, you know, some tough times that he's he's trying to work himself through. Uh, Wells, what's your regimen? What's your workout? Do a four-day split, two lower body, two upper body. Oh, wow. A lot of squats, a lot De- of deadlifts. Definitely don't skip leg day. So I'm mm. I'm sad that we don't get don't to see your legs in this feed right now. Mm-hmm. We just see uh, about deltoid up. There's not even a pec showing right now. So Not even a, not even a nipple. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's very demure. Yeah, yeah, you got some good skin there. My, my body's full of freckles and things that are just like, that could be cancerous, but... Uh, and also very hairless. Oh, wait a minute. Those freckles can be cancer? Don't. Oh, God. I'm so sorry there, Tim. Oh, man. Oh, no. Uh, okay, because I... I've got this freckle that, you know, and it's on my back. I can't see it. Yeah, those are the worst right there because you don't know if it changes or not. Because they're probably cancer it right could, now. It, well, oh. you just go see a doctor, and the doctor will probably be like, yep, that's that's uh that's that's typical. It's it's not a big deal. Uh, Doctor Bex, what uh, what what can you go ahead and recommend to Tim here to kind of calm himself and to start seeing people? Well, Tim, it sounds like to me that you have a lot of anxiety, and mm-hmm. not just about you know the the post COVID world, but about a lot of things, you know. And and I just want you to know that after spending over a year inside and not dating, it can be intimidating to go back out there in the world. Yeah. There are people that are jumping in, hugging, kissing, all for it. But the majority of the people are taking baby steps. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of anxiety behind this because we're mourning the end of this era that was COVID. And we have to kind of re-enter society again. And a lot of us have forgotten how to do that. Like we forgot how to be social. We forgot how to date. And so you should first and foremost know that there is no pressure, that you should take this at your own pace. 
and you should take the baby steps with this because there's no right way to date at the end of a pandemic. Like, I don't know what they did in 1918. I mean, what did they do after the big flu pandemic? Like, we have no idea. So this is a whole new thing for us to experience. And we're experiencing it as a collective where a lot of us are just very unsure on how to handle this. So I think if you just are kinder to yourself and like understand that it's okay to feel anxious about this, it's okay to feel unsure, but know that like you are vaccinated. And I know when it comes to sex that it sounds like you would wear a condom and you would be safe. And two. So two condoms. Two. Why wear not? Two. Who, yeah, so you never know. Wells is wear two, right, Wells? Mm-hmm. No, no, the friction mm-hmm. makes them break. Oh, okay. Oh. Just one then. Don't don't yeah, wear two don't because wear two condoms. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, go ahead, Doctor Bex. That's okay, uh, Tim. It. I feel like you are going to do all the right things, but first and foremost, you just need to be kinder to yourself and to be aware of your anxiety and know that it's okay to feel anxious about this mm-hmm. and try not to put pressure on yourself to like go out there and jump right in mm-hmm. because again, like it's whatever you're comfortable with and there's no right way to do this. We are living in a time where we this is the first time we've gone through this so we don't know what to do got it uh tim do you uh have you ever th- do you do you take any anti-anxiety medication have you thought about that or is that something that you're interested in or oh i i'm like wary about that because mm-hmm. you know like sometimes you take that stuff and you know you have problems if you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then that just causes more anxiety yep. and then you got to take more medication and it's just like a cycle you it know is. so i'm like yeah i get it hey if it works for someone that's fine but mm-hmm. you know it's like you got to be careful not to have a be like a kind of a vicious circle mm-hmm. yeah you know? yeah no, i agree with that uh diane and I both get anxiety, and we we are strongly we don't like to take any type of anti uh, anxiety medication. Uh, um, I meditate and I work out a lot. Um, don't do what uh, what kind of herbs do you take for uh, supplements? Kava kava is good for anxiety. Yeah, kava kava. What about St. John's Wort? Or is that St. John? That's depression. Depression. Yeah. Uh, I work for anxiety too, though. Yeah. I take that too. Yeah, and you can get all your supplements and vitamins at Super Spectrum Vitamins. Mm-hmm. Superspectrum.com. They're the vitamin people. Locally, family owned and operated. Mm-hmm. Super Spectrum. Well, that's good. Family owned and operated. That's like really good. It's not like a big conglomerate. All female you know? business there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,. Dr. Beck, do you do you recommend an anxiety or you're not of course you're not a psychiatrist so there's uh, that's not some, that's not your field but uh, what do you tell your patients who are dealing with extreme anxiety do you sway them to the the anti-anxieties or do you say no Well no I'm open to whatever's best for the patient and mm-hmm. it depends from patient to patient but first and foremost and especially with Tim you might benefit from CBT which is cognitive behavioral therapy Oh I thought where- you said CBD <laughs> Which would help well, as well. So. That would also probably help. Yeah. But uh, CBT with uh, a therapist, uh, they will help you. And it's short-term therapy. And they will help you to just be aware of the thoughts that are making you anxious and try to rewrite that story for yourself. And one thing that you can do now is maybe for the next week, whenever you have an anxious thought, just write it down hmm. and just be aware that it's there. And once you write it down, you kind of give yourself the opportunity to let go of it because you've written it down. You know that it exists somewhere in your brain, but it doesn't need to take over your thoughts and become completely everything you think about. So there's other skills, too, and other tools that you can use that can help lessen your anxiety and help you just kind of like know that it exists, but also know that you are bigger than your anxiety. Mm. That's good, good, good advice. That sounds like a really good plan. Yeah. Um. So Wells actually has done a lot of dating since the post-pandemic uh, and also during the pandemic for online stuff. Uh, Wells, what would you recommend to Tim to get back out into the dating world if he overcomes some of his anxieties? I would take baby steps. Mm-hmm. Because... So I don't have to be like naked like you, right? Mm-hmm. No. The, you're building up to this, but this isn't the starting point. <laughs> Um, I would just meet someone outside for coffee or a walk or something very small and eventually build up to naked. Hmm. What, what yeah. about, um, 
uh, Tinder, is that still something that's going on that's really popular or is Tinder taking mm. like a backseat because of the whole pandemic? No, I mean, what's happened because there's so many dating apps now is they've gone into like different specialties in terms of what you're mm. looking for. And Tinder is really for hooking up. Mm -hmm. If you're on Tinder, the connotation there is hooking up. Whereas another app like Bumble, it'd be more like dating that could lead something to something serious. Hmm. Are you on yeah. any dating apps there, Tim? Yeah, I I don't trust them. Yeah, it's not they're not for everyone. So I mean, it's like you know, like you, you get your information out there, and anyone can get it, and it's hmm. just uh, I mean, it's the same, you know. TikTok, all that stuff. It's it's you got to keep your privacy, you know. Got it. So you're just not into any type of online profile, anything. So. You don't you don't want to give people too too much information about mm -hmm. you just out there, you know. Well, that's the thing about mm -hmm. like Tinder and Bumble that you, they limit on how many characters you can put in, and so you you're you really don't have a whole lot to talk about i mean you you can't put your whole life story in a paragraph you just have to put a couple sentences that that describes you and it's really i mean the whole joy about going out on that first date is discovering everything and so you really just put in little little snippets little previews of who you are in that uh paragraph on that dating profile page there and, and then you kind of discover what those things are when you go out on that date uh but like Wells was saying, just that first date, if you are, if you have a lot of anxiety, just do it for coffee or maybe even like a social distance kind of coffee or just maybe like a hike, something outside. Hikes are always easy. If it's Like if I walk. did that, should I like put in there, I'm like really anxious about this date? Yeah, like in maybe. Profile? I don't know. Uh, usually if you show that you don't have confidence, it's a big turnoff. Is that correct? Women smell fear. Exactly. <laughs> it, they, uh if you so i should i should like lie well it's not lying just just don't say that you're anxious and just be confident and that's gonna get you lots of places in life it's just confidence um mm. like i used to work a job where i would just i would wear a business suit and i could just walk into any building and it just putting that on just gave me confidence and i could people just think if you walk around and you look good and you're confident people think that you're somebody important and they give you what you want basically you, you walk up and you ask for something they give it to you just because you are super confident and you look like you're somebody who's important so just mm -hmm. do what you need to do to make yourself feel confident and uh powerful and and then explore and, and and go out in the world um i don't know if it's that easy it's better it's easier said than done but uh hopefully that helps tim oh okay yeah i mean it's uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot to take in yeah you know? it is it's a, it's a go ahead Tim, and I just want to remind you of the baby steps. Yeah, baby so. steps. You don't need to put okay, on so a suit all, and walk but, into a bar and uh, decide to, you know, just start hitting on people. Just take it easy. So Yeah. Are the bars even open? Limited capacity. There are some bars oh. that are actually open. But uh, I, I we haven't been out to a bar. Uh, Wells seems to frequent some places. Wells, what, what are the bars like right now? Um... You still can't drink at the bar top. Hmm. Do they make you wear a shirt there? Yeah, they generally make well, you must... wear a shirt there. Well, Wells is definitely not uh, not exactly uh, benefiting from that right now. But yeah. So, but is it limited capacity? Can you? Is it full alcohol? Like what's well, still limited capacity? Uh, still mask on if you're not seated at the table. Mm. Um, June fifteenth, so... there should be an announcement. We may be getting rid of uh, social distancing mm. regulations. And this is for LA County for people who aren't in LA, LA right now. Actually, so... that's for all of California. All California, okay. Yeah, yeah, like in Texas, they're already like walking around like doing stuff right? oh yeah they've been a lot of yeah. states have been like that for a while now mm. but 
Yeah, so it, it just I would go ahead and just keep an eye on what the local guidelines are. If, if you have a, f a favorite stomping ground, a, a, a bar that you used to go to, a restaurant, or even a Starbucks, just keep an eye on what the atmosphere is and what the requirements to, are. Yeah, I used to go to this one bar, but it closed before the pandemic. Mm, well, that's not going to yeah. help you. They had the best staff at this place, man. Okay. So, Is it a Hooters? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a Hooters. Okay. There were some people there who had Hooters experience, and they used that sometimes to kind of, you know, they were class. It was a class tier plate. No offense to Hooters, but, you oh, know, yeah. there were people there who kind of, they had Hooters experience, so they brought that, like, a little touch of that in All right. sometimes. So Hooters was on the resume, so they got hired on. Like, you're hired. Yeah, you're yeah, hired. That sounds like a magical place. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Right. Do you know what this is, Dr. Bex? No, but I, oh, I've okay. experienced like this, so oh. I, I understand. Yeah. But Tim, I feel like, you know, you can find a place like that again, and mm. no matter, you know, what's lifted or not lifted, this is still at your own pace. If you still want to wear your mask, if you still want to social distance, that's completely fine. You know, I feel like there is a lot of anxiety, which is completely normal, and the anxiety has been raised throughout the pandemic, so... Just know that, you know, it's at your own pace and baby steps are fine and there's no right way to do this. So you reaching out now is a good step and like you're aware of it, but you're ready to get out there. And again, you can just go at your own pace. It's a great, great, uh, great advice there. It's mm -hmm. a great first step. Uh, ho hopefully, Tim, that you can gain some uh, some confidence there and that you're able to work at your own pace and have... Uh, you know, eventually start having some good sexual relations again if you're ever uh, if you are venturing into that realm so uh have a good night tim uh, we appreciate you calling in yeah appreciate you taking the time to talk to me you guys had some really good advice here good good all right well stay sex positive my friend stay safe out there and i'll and i'll wear a shirt good well yeah hopefully uh or not it's up to you just to make sure yeah, that it's, home, it's legal fine. you know whatever all right have a good night hey. tim all right, so we, uh, it's interesting with this whole pandemic closing down, well, not closing down, but like Diane and I, we still are just comfortable doing the same thing that we've been doing for the last, you know, year and a half, which is basically just staying home and having a lot of sex. But mm -hmm. uh, eventually we'll, we'll start getting out and, and doing the same things that we were, but it's just we're such in a rhythm now and we're enjoying ourselves. So it's just like, what's the rush? You know, it's like it, I'm sure we'll 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 get that itch when everybody else is doing stuff. But I don't know what how do you guys feel about that? Um, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. I mean, when the pandemic first hit, I was like, I didn't like it. And and then I kind of liked it because I was like, oh, good. Now it's time to relax and reset. And then after a year, it's like, oh, God, we're still doing this. And now all of a sudden people are getting vaccinated and things are opening up. But I mm -hmm. still, you know, I don't trust people completely. Like I still, you know, not everyone's going to get vaccinated and that's fine. It's your own personal decision. But you don't know who, you know, you don't know who's out there. So mm -hmm. I feel like I still have a little bit of like caution and like I've gone to a couple restaurants and sat outside and I feel like we're, we are lucky to be in Southern California where we can do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel I'm still not ready to jump back into it. I like being home. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's weird. Like I had a little bit of FOMO when I, I saw some of the other couples that we are, uh, follow when they're going and having these sex parties and like we're not there i i i, I feel like we're missing out but now that uh since the pandemic now everyone's missing out that fomo is completely gone is that something that you've you've seen with uh some of your clients there dr bex for just the whole the fear of missing out uh is just basically gone now or yeah and a lot of my uh clients who have uh, social anxiety like when the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. this was a relief for them. Yeah. Because now they didn't have to feel the pressure to go out to the parties or to see people or have those mm -hmm. conversations. So yeah, yeah that the FOMO definitely lifted for a lot of people. And unfortunately it replaced, you know, that anxiety with other anxiety, but still mm. it's still a different anxiety and some other anxieties can be tackled easier than social anxiety. Hmm. Well, uh, we've got some questions from the uh from the internet that i would like to go ahead and uh go over here so uh we got a question from phil e from philly 
My girlfriend wants me to go down on her, but I've never done it, and I'm not sure what to do. Can you help? So, pretty basic stuff there. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and, and, and take it with this one, Phil E., if you are watching. So, you can't rush into this. You can't just pull down her pants and start uh, licking away. It's a very slow process where it's... You gotta you gotta warm up your partner. She's got to be in the mood. Uh, a, a vagina does not work like a penis, where you can just start, you know, you know. I, I think I might be horny. I'm just gonna go ahead and grab it and start jerking, and then I will go ahead and finish in three minutes. So uh, with a vagina, you have to slowly caress the woman. You have to make her feel comfortable. You have to relax her. Uh, I like to just a soft, soft um, the back of the hand with the fingers, uh, the fingernails right there. Uh, caress the whole body, uh, kiss on the, the face and the neck, and work your way down. Um, don't just rip off the pants. It, also, you have to, like, tease her. You have to make her want you to start licking down there. So you have to start kissing her inner thighs, kissing on top of her pants, uh, over her uh, genitals, and then slowly uh, pull off her pants, and then go ahead and still kiss around. Uh, and this is a process that takes maybe about five minutes or so, five to 10 minutes before you actually start getting on uh, tongue on uh, vulva. So, and also when you start licking it, so you gotta know that vaginas, they actually will engorge with blood with uh, the amount of uh, when a woman becomes turned on. And so the clitoris is actually very large. It's everybody sees it as just the little guy uh, right on top of the labia, but it actually extends uh, these arms and these bulbs that go around the vulva. So you have to stimulate all of that before you just start going head on to the the clitoris. So it's uh, I like to do slow licks up and down. Um, and then as just, you also have to make like eye contact, engage if your partner's enjoying this. If she's making a face, it's like, Ugh, then you want to not do whatever you're doing there. If yeah, a she, lot of it is listening to her, what she's moaning, yeah, if what, she's moaning, be in tune with her, making some sound effects. You want to, if that, that mm -hmm. means she likes it and you want to do more of that. And so, um, You'll notice that the vagina will become more uh, lubricated is the more turned on she is. And uh, it, sometimes if it's not clean, it might taste not so great. But it, the more that you start looking at, the, that taste will go away. Um, and it will just become her natural taste. Uh, the vagina also, uh, the secretions can take on whatever food uh, that she may eat. Uh, can influence the taste, but... Um, Usually, like, I've, I've never had a bad taste, uh, with Diane at least. So, um, I like to lick the whole thing and then is, be in tune with her and then start just working right on, uh, the clitoris and, uh, go up and down. And then it, you can even start working your way with your fingers inside, uh, the G spot. If you go inside with your fingers, two fingers or one finger, just depends on what she likes. Uh, if there's a little bump right inside uh, once you go inside of the vagina and behind that bump is uh, it's kind of rigid that is uh, what's known as the g-spot it's not there for every female but you can try and work that area just a slow come hither motion there that can also turn her on and she um, she may climax she may not it's uh, just, it depends on every single female so um Wow, that was a that was a long-winded uh, there. <laughs> that was a monologue. Uh, Can any, I simplify it? Uh, simple, no. Unfortunately, oral sex with a woman. No, let me. Let me oh, let me yes, Wells, it. please simplify it. Go for it. Um, L M N O P. No, no, not definitely do not do the alphabet. Not no. the alphabet. Do not no. do the alphabet. L M N O P. No, do I'm not do. No, those no. letters are no. good. No, and then spell your no. name in cursive. No, no, no definitely Gets them do. every time. Do no. Full name in cursive. Don't. I apologize. Right. Or you can waste forty-five minutes of your life. Yeah. And uh, dig in, or you can get the job done. Who's I'm just telling. 
talk to talk to Papa Wells here, Philly from Philly. <laughs> Can what I, up? Can I simplify it a little bit more? Please go for it, Dr. <laughs> Bex. What's your take uh, on this? Every woman is different. Exactly. So just ask mm-hmm. her. Ask her what she likes. Exactly. Yeah. Experiment and see what she likes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was just going on that marathon just of my technique. Um, I've been around Diane for a long time, so I know what she likes. But uh, again, like some women don't even like oral. It's um, it happens, and that's just perfectly had normal. Bad oral, or the guy's not into oral, or it's something that's traumatic that At happened to him, or they just don't like want anything that's a tongue down there. I, yeah. It's yeah, it just depends on it's the more female. vulnerable, I think, yeah. than yeah, intercourse. So Phil, get in there and spell well, Starnacky in yeah, cursive. Definitely do with that. your tongue. Do that one hundred percent of the time. It works. Okay. Uh, I am going to move on to our next email question here. Um, Let's see here. Lena Mueller from Dresden, Germany. So my boyfriend... I I have to say this in a German accent here. My... Mine. 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 My boyfriend's Johnson loses its erection when he tries to put on the condom. How does this help it keep it hard? How do you? How do you keep it hard? Uh, this is a terrible German this accent. Not good. Um. Uh, Diane, uh, what what are your to keep it hard to keep it hard with the con to to keep a condom on? Well, you could put it on him himself. Mm-hmm. You could put it in your mouth and put it on him. Mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, I you I, could have sex and then put on the condom afterwards if you're good at holding your well. That's also semen. something. The, the point of having a, a condom with a partner that you don't know is about the STD. So doing that's a little difficult for. It, I was talking about if you're in yeah, a if you're a couple and you don't, if you're using the condom mm-hmm. as a birth control method, then you you can go ahead and, and use that. Uh, if you're good at holding in your uh, orgasm or your semen, you can go ahead and. Uh, uh, have some sex without the condom on, and then a good spot happens. You go ahead and slip it on, and then your 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 penis is still erect. Um, does anybody else have any advice there? I think Diane Diane, Diane was right with the using your mouth. Mm. You know, if you incorporate oral sex into putting the condom on. Uh, another good idea is if it's something to do with the ripping of the paper mm. or the or whatever he could masturbate with a condom so that he's more used to it and not you know intimidated by it or Mm. turned off by it because some guys are so if he were to do you know master masturbating with it that might help but again diane with the mouth i think that's the best way to do it just incorporate it into oral sex yeah so i mean are you talking about like because diane's done both and uh if you actually put it in your mouth and in in like and then put your mouth over the di- uh, over the penis shaft while the condom's on. Like it, it, you got it depends on the the condom. It has to be flavored, or uh, if it. I mean the non monoxonal the non-oxinal nine uh, the spermicide lubricant. Mm-hmm. That's gonna really jack up your mouth and make it numb and stuff. So some condoms taste pretty awful, but I I do like it when Diane uh does give me a blowjob and then slaps on the condom and that's a good way to do that uh, are, are we used to referencing actually putting on with your mouth or just doing what i what i just mentioned there Wait, what you said and most condoms now don't taste as bad the spermicide's yeah. mostly on the inside so mm. if you're putting the condom on correctly it should not upside down <laughs> which is tough i we use some really high quality condoms and it's hard mm-hmm. to figure out which side it is sometimes yeah. that's it's like it, 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 whatever you start to put it on and it doesn't go down you're like oh that's the wrong side flip it back right but um so and also we're a firm believer of not using any type of um chemical birth control so like uh we don't use any like pill or um De- oh I, i'm trying to remember all was out there depo pavera we, we don't use any of that we just we just I- use IUDs, yeah, mm-hmm. there, that's the term, um, and that's our choice. And there's nothing wrong with using actual pill form birth control, or the shot, or the patch, or the uh, IUD. Uh, it's it's whatever you feel if if you're a female, what you want to put into your body. Um, I wish there was more 
male contraceptions out there. Um, I know in India they do have, it's like a visectomy, but instead of actually snipping your vas deferens, what they do is they inject, it's an epoxy. It's an epoxy plastic that goes on the inside of the vas deferens that coats the inside so that when sperm goes through the vas deferens, the vas deferens is the tube that connects your testicles to your, the, the outs, to your pee, to where your, basically your pee hole is. Um, so that uh, coats it with an epoxy and when the sperm goes through that tunnel, the static electricity just, it, it pulls the sperm apart. And so that you're just shooting blanks when you ejaculate. And it's super effective, also super cheap. One of these vials costs like 17 cents. It's just epoxy plastic that they inject. But because it's so cheap, the uh, pharmaceutical companies here aren't investing in it because it's too cheap. And so like the FDA hasn't approved it. It's just a big nightmare. And it's like it's something that's super simple and super easy and effective it's also they've they've found that it can also work against the aids virus it does the same thing to the aids virus as it does uh sperm cells but why don't we have it i don't know i mean the fda that was my little rant for right now mm-hmm. uh, yeah no that's the first i've heard of it but i also heard of this? i question what male in america would allow because it's a needle is it injected it's a needle? needle that basically i mean instead of getting yeah your vas deferens cut and get a visectomy they're just putting a needle into your vas deferens through your uh, scrotum and uh they coat it it's like i don't know if for us like if we didn't want to have children that's what i would do also to get rid of to to remove that i have totally forgot about this to remove it they just put a saline solution in your vas deferens and it flushes out all the plastic and that's it and then you are not sterile anymore you can now um you can now have children again it's just like it's oh, a, so it's a it's a one-time thing and it stays in you until you get it removed yeah it's like an iud oh. for men basically i thought i thought guys were having to shoot up their balls every time they wanted to have no them. no no <laughs> nobody would do that they're just like <laughs> sitting Hold here on, baby. just like slapping themselves like trying to get a try to get the vein out and just like uh, I could just imagine Pulp Fiction. Can I picture them doing it at home before they get oh, it on? Oh, no, no. It's a surgical no. procedure. You have to go and see okay. a doctor about it. Yeah, it's pretty invasive, actually. I get it. Yeah. I'm on board now. I'm oh, on board. Yeah. Okay. So so Wells is looking into it right now and, and just, to, just to fact check me. So, it, I mean, it's just a, it's like getting, it's a minor surgery. It's an outpatient surgery. Yeah. They have to do a local anesthetic to make sure that, you know, your your testicles don't hurt when they put the needle in and stuff. But it's like a, just an hour. It's like a quick procedure. But then it's like an IUD, though. It's it's basically. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not an IUD. Just, there's no chemicals involved. Maybe like a copper IUD. I don't know. But anyways, there's chemicals involved. Is there chemicals? Just doesn't. Well, epoxy it just doesn't affect your uh, hormone levels. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a great alternative and and i feel that there should be more male contraceptives out there Mm -hmm. uh why should women take all the the brute of uh preventing uh having uh children and whatnot why why it doesn't make any sense where this is we're in 2021 right now let's come up with some other methods and this is a super simple method that's out there but i don't know would you get that wells Mm, probably not. You wouldn't get that? Nah. Nah, I would. I don't know. You'd get it? I don't know. If you, if we weren't, if we weren't, mm-hmm. if there wasn't something down the line where we wanted to have children, mm-hmm. which we, we are, it's it's in our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if you want to have children down the line, it's just another procedure. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. schedule and they uh, put some saline solution back in your vast deference and then there it goes and you can have children again. So it's just like, uh, it seems like a pretty reasonable alternative to having women's hormones being all over the, like just to put a pills in to, to regulate their hormones. But um, yeah, now you got something to look into there, Dr. Bex for your husband, yeah, right? You. Yeah. Yeah. And 17 cents a pop is great. It's super cheap. I mean, of course that's, I mean, it's it's what India is pricing. I don't know if that makes any difference for the exchange rate, but yeah. So it just seems like a super cheap, but uh, but yeah, we're we're about out of time here, folks. I think we've gone over a lot of topics. Um, if you were to put a 
a capper on the night, uh, one like a, a sentence long uh, pitch for this episode. What would you say it was, Doctor Bex? Put you on the spot. Uh, we're we're all queer, and that's okay. We're all queer, mm. and that's okay. Mm. I love it. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, thank you, Wells. Thank you, Dr. Bex, and I hope everybody uh, stays very sex positive, and have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.